Hey guys, it's your girl Olivia Slap and Swat is here. Now, I'm so excited to share this episode with you guys, but I did want to provide a disclaimer. At the time of this recording, I did not realize that I was experiencing some audio issues, particularly with the second half of the film. So I just wanted to give you a heads up on that. If it's hard to hear at times, just turn the volume up a few notches higher wherever you're listening to this podcast. And uh, regardless, I hope that you enjoy it. I wanted to be transparent about that. It's still a fun hang. I'm still a fun hang. And uh, I hope that you enjoy this commentary. Hey guys, it's your girl Olivia Slap and Swatas, also known as the Lioness of Shame Watch Pod. Y'all, I am so excited. Actually, excited would be a complete understatement for this week's episode. I have been trying to get us to do an episode on the film we're about to watch today for what seems like the longest time. And and when I was talking to the guys, I was like, okay, if we don't do an episode on this, I definitely want to do a commentary. And for those of you who've been listening to us for a while, y'all will know that we do audio commentaries for a lot of movies, uh, and we put them up on our Patreon feed. You can find that on patreon.com slash shamewatch. And at the lowest tier of money that you pledge per month, that's $2, you can have access to these episodes as well as episodes of Shamewatch TV, which I also host. And uh, the more money you pledge, the more access to all of the biffs and baffs that we provide um, that you don't get anywhere else except for on that Patreon feed. So without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and introduce the movie that we're going to be watching together today. I am so... (laughs) I love this movie, guys. Like, (laughs) just... It's amazing. The movie we are going to watch today is the 1996 musical comedy, That Thing You Do which was written, directed, and starred by America's dad, Tom Hanks, as well as Tom Everett Scott, Liv Tyler, Jonathan Skage, Steve Zahn, ZahnCon2021, Ethan Embry, Charlize Theron, Giovanni Ribisi, and so on and so forth. So we're going to go ahead and, uh, yeah, delve into some music in the 1960s. And if you've never seen this film before... I guarantee you that you've definitely heard the song that's in this movie. This movie is basically, as IMDb summarizes it, it's about a local Pennsylvania band that basically scores a one-hit wonder in 1964 and rides the star-making machinery as long as they can with the help from its manager. So the song that was written for this movie is called That Thing You Do, and it was actually written by Adam Schlesinger. Oh, I, I say his name wrong every time. Adam Schlesinger. Schlesinger? I'm sorry, Adam. I never get your name correctly, but know that 
you know, I have like such mad respect for you. If you don't know who he is, he is the bassist. He was the bassist actually for Fountains of Wayne. That's the band that sings Stacy's mom. Y'all know that one. He, uh, he wrote the song, That Thing You Do, and it was actually nominated for Best Original Song at the Oscars. Unfortunately, though, Adam passed away due to complications from COVID-19 earlier this year, and he was only 52. So definitely just like a tragic loss um, just for the movie and music and TV industry, but also just like during this period, uh, during the pandemic, we've there's been so many people who have um, lost their lives because of this. So I hope that when you're watching this movie that you are watching it smartly from the comfort of your home, socially distanced, you know, make sure you got your drinks with you. It's, it's going to be good. Um, without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and, um, yeah, throughout the film, I'm going to be kind of providing some commentary on um, being a musician. If you've listened to my Begin Again commentary, you kind of already got some of my insight on that. But I'll also be sharing stories about when I first watched this movie and also my experiences watching the film over the years. So yeah, it's going to be awesome. I'm so excited. Uh, you can actually find this film on Hulu, HBO Max, Amazon Prime Video, and Vudu, and I believe Google Play. But just a warning, if you don't have HBO Max, that's something that you probably will have to have as a plug-in if you're trying to watch it through any of the other streaming services um, like Hulu and Amazon. I, I double-checked for you guys. Other than that, you can find the DVD pretty much, you know, anywhere. It's not one of those hard movies to come across, uh, unlike Heart Like a Wheel, which was earlier this month. So uh, I have the DVD, so I'm going to be watching it from the comfort of my home. Let's go ahead and uh, get started. I'm at the main menu. Oh, dang. Already getting to hear that infamous song. It's amazing. All right. This film on my DVD has two different versions. So it, there's the theatrical version and the extended cut. And because several people have not seen this movie before, um, some people who are listening, we're going to go ahead and just stick with the theatrical version. So without further ado, we're going to start the film. I'm so pumped, guys. Like, you don't even know. Probably should have gotten my wine. I I think it's it's not too late to do that. I think I'm gonna do that. I did that the last time. So give me two seconds. It's funny because 20th Century Fox is now owned by Disney. Oh, Disney. Okay, for those of you who are wondering, I am drinking Gemma de Luna. It's a Pinot Grigio um, from Italy. It's got this really pretty opaque turquoise bottle. Guys, I love this movie so much. I'm just, I'm so glad we're, we're watching this together. We see a 1960s vibe. Love it. So my experience watching this movie, uh, I actually grew up watching this movie at home. 
I remember like it would always be on cable, whether it was like TBS or occasionally it would be like on HBO, like those movies that kind of uh, play on those on those channels for a certain cycle of time. And it was just one of those things that were I would always just watch it from the beginning up to a certain point. And it wasn't until I think maybe college that I saw it from beginning to end. Like I'd only seen it like either from the beginning or from the end and never like the whole way through. But I do remember like, my family has the soundtrack, so I knew all of the songs already. And just, just so catchy. I love it. I also uh, have an experience with this movie because a few years ago I was uh, dating somebody I really liked and uh, I wanted to serenade him a song on my guitar. <laughs> one of the songs on, on the soundtrack, but he didn't have any context of where the song came from, so I was, I had the idea of us watching the movie together, and then I would play the song for him, and it was fun. It was a, it was a cute date, and um, yeah, it was nice, too, because that was, I think, I think that was the night we had our first kiss, too, so it was sweet. Memories. <laughs> Del Paxton. All right, guys. If I haven't stressed this enough already as a musician, the drummer is essentially the heart of the band. And I say this because the drummer not only controls the tempo, but just provides whatever song you're performing with just so much oomph, so much power, um, that if you don't have a good drummer, you suck, <laughs> pretty much. And I'm, I'm so thankful that I have worked with some of the best drummers I know. All women, by the way, because women are badasses and should be celebrated. But it looks like our main character here, Guy Patterson, who's played by Tom Everett Scott, seems like he's going to be our drummer in this movie. LOL. Parents complaining about lights still being on. Totally my parents, but now that I live on my own with a roommate, I totally understand because it's like, hmm, every time the light's still on, that's money that you're paying for the bill. Hashtag adulting. By the way, this is Tom Everett Scott's film debut. According to IMDb, Tom Hanks was initially opposed to hiring Scott because Scott had a strong resemblance to a younger Tom Hanks. And uh, it, he was finally convinced by his wife, Rita Wilson, uh, who thought that Scott was a cute, like, he was cute. He is. Oh my gosh. So here we're introduced to the band. They're coming, they're trying to come up with a band name. Oh my god. LOL. Coming up with a band name is kind of tricky because you want you want to name your band after you know something that's gonna best like illustrate and symbolize your sound and what you hope to like achieve in your music. LOL. Big 
Steve's on. Oh my god. So Steve's on. If you haven't listened to our Saving Silverman episode, we basically gush all over him because he's amazing. And then Liv Tyler, oh, I love her. She's beautiful and strong and amazing. And also I love her because Liv is short for Olivia. So, yeah, she's awesome. So, yeah, Guy's family owns the appliance store. Damn. I already called out by his dad. Oh my gosh. I forgot to mention, too, that the guy that's... Uh, Ethan Embry is the bass player, so he's the one that's about to... Or he just passed on jumping over the parking meter. But the other actor who's jumping over it is Giovanni Ribisi. And he is... He's the guy who plays Frank Jr. Jr. in Friends, so Phoebe Buffay's half-brother. Oh, shit. He fell. God, that's, that looks painful. I, I would fall and do, and that would happen to me. Even if I don't have a dick, I, it looks painful. It seems painful. Also, if I didn't mention this already, um, this movie is Tom Hanks's writer and directorial film debut. So this was like such a prime time period for Tom Hanks. I mean, we're talking like Forrest Gump and Philadelphia and then Castaway a few years later, um, Saving Private Ryan. Like this is just like peak Tom Hanks. LOL. Getting a backup musician last minute. Been there. Damn. You definitely need arms <laughs> to play drums. <laughs> you also need arms to play guitar. This is why I'm always really careful about trying not to get hurt because if I break either arm, then it's, I can't play my instrument, and it's awful. Thankfully, the only time I've ever really done that was when I was in kinder. I was racing with my friend Justin to the swing set, and, on, like, during recess, and I fell on the blacktop on my elbow, and it sucked. Oh, shoot. So the talent show grand prize is $100, which... If you really think about it, it's still a lot of money today, but, um, I mean, back then it was, like, a lot of money. There's this meme that's, like, you know, as an adult, $100 is, like, $20. <laughs> it seems that way because life is so expensive. <laughs> Too. Yeah, okay. 
Okay, it kind of bothers me how Jimmy is playing his guitar because he's moving his hand like up and down and guitarists know that you're really kind of, you're really supposed to be using your wrist. So like Steve Zahn is doing it correctly right here. Um, which by the way, speaking of the actors, they actually rehearsed as a band for eight weeks to kind of get the feel of performing, but most of their performances in this movie were actually dubbed by other musicians. And Steve Zahn actually can sing and play guitar. And if you've seen Saving Silverman, you know that this is true because he's in that Neil Diamond cover band. Well, we could use an O&E like the Wonders. You're talking to Chris. LOL. Now, look. The Wonders. Oh, my God. Yeah, it looks like the O'Neaters. <laughs> no, the, the Wonders. O'Neaters. That's like, that's, you're going to hear that again, I guarantee you. But they're trying to go for, if you didn't hear it earlier, they were trying to go for a band name that's kind of like, clever and relevant so the Beatles how Beatles is spelled like B-E-A-T so that's what they were trying to accomplish and so for now they're spelled the wonders but O-N-E-D-E-R-S Guys, Charlize Theron is in this movie. I always kind of, I always forget that. And it's, it's amazing though, because according to IMDb, uh, Tom Hanks said that Charlize was the first actress to audition for her part. And um, she was the first person to be cast in this movie. Oh god. These guys here in the front kind of remind me of like those fratty guys who would get excited about Despacito, like downtown at the bars on Rainy Street. I've seen a lot of that firsthand. Oh well, back when we could meet in crowds. Oh, so, so, yeah, you see, like, the Vanna White lookalike is, like, determining the crowd, the applause volume, like, with her arms. So, so far, they had a pretty good score, but the Wonders have not gone on yet. That was a terrible joke, to be fair. All right, here we go. Hi, 
Who needers? <laughs> oh my god. Yes, Guy Patterson knows what's up. Alright, we're seeing some people dig the song. Seems like the bass player and Steve Zahn's character picked it up pretty quickly. Yes, guy. You feel you feel it. Hell yeah. Oh my gosh, Charlize's character seems so uninterested. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Meanwhile. <laughs> Dude, Steve Zahn, we need to really seriously have Zahn Khan because he is just such a gem and he should be protected at all costs. All costs. Now, I'm not sure. I believe, based on how this song is going, I believe Steve Zahn's character is the lead guitarist and Jimmy seems to be the rhythm. I'm a rhythm guitarist by heart um, and like a lead vocalist and when I perform with bands, um, but I'm learning lead slowly but surely. And then bass, oh my gosh, bass is one of those parts that is so underrated, but because bass aligns so well with percussion, like you really need to have a good bass part um, to make a song really pop. Woo! You know, considering that they hadn't planned on playing at a faster tempo, they did a really good job. <laughs> Wicked! Wicked! Oh dang, they're getting some recognition. Oh, well, they won. Couldn't see that. Oh, lol me. That's actually happened to me. Um, before one of my showcases last year, I had my acoustic guitar Josie like slinged on my back. And like literally the band before, well the band before like my band was on stage, uh, one of the latches on my straps like became undone and my guitar like hit the ground at speakeasy and I was like oh shit and my dad's like go go tune it and so I went like to the back of the bar like by the bathroom and I uh thankfully like it wasn't totally off tune but I did get like a nick in the back of the guitar and it was awful I hate when that happens 
Ooh, they're getting a paying gig. Are you kidding? I'm going to see my boyfriend's music group. Award-winning music group. Yeah, you're playing at a restaurant out by the airport? Piano. LOL. All gigs, you know, even when you start out, they're gigs, man. You got to you gotta take advantage of them while you can. Oh, I like this song that they're playing. It's called All My... Uh, all my only dreams. Liv Tyler is Faye, fawning over her man. I've been there. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Rimshot. So the name of the restaurant um, is called Villa Pianos, and according to IMDb, Tom Hanks is an Oakland Raiders fan, and he named the pizza place um, out by the airport um, Villa Pianos after former Raider linebacker Phil Villapiano. Uh, Just a fun fact. Oh, shoot. Guy didn't turn the lights off. I've definitely been that curmudgeon before, um, just in general. <laughs> like, so-and-so didn't turn the lights off. <laughs> oh, neaters. Oh, netters. Oh, my God. LOL. So I was in college. I was never one to have a fake ID. I was a goody two-shoes. So I don't know about that life. Me. Oh, Jimmy. Ladies, women, we've all dated a Jimmy. You'll know very much what I mean as we continue to watch this movie. <laughs> Yes. I want to do that. 
that's my goal in the next few months is to take some of the songs I've written during the quarantine and, and turn it into an EP. LOL. <laughs> that seems like an okay trade-off. Jesus is okay with it. Actually, some churches have like the most beautiful acoustics I've ever heard. So they're they're being smart by recording in a church. And the kind of recording that they're doing right now is an analog recording, so all of the band members are playing at the same time as they're recording. Today you don't really get that as much. Um, you get a lot of digital recording, so each part is done separately and then is overdubbed. Um, so all these tracks are laid on top of each other to create a track. That's what my band, my current band and I are doing right now. But this is a perfect illustration of analog recording. It's like, be patient, man. These things take time. <laughs> Own eaters. LOL, that's something that I would actually low-key do and then kind of feel paranoid about my parents finding out that I actually lied to them about where I went. That's happened to me, where I've been approached by some guy I'm not interested in, and then I'm like, that's great. Next. <laughs> and then I've also been steams on in that, in that moment where I'm like, I'm single. <laughs> but nowadays, I'm not so much that part because the lioness will tell you, anybody would be lucky to have me. This song is called Little Wild One. My little wild one. 
I won't sing too much throughout this <laughs> recording. You're getting some recognition. So the dad is basically talking about their competition um, being open like all the time. He's like, uh, that camper? like people nowadays doing van life and it's so interesting like they just uproot their life um, you know in the city or in the suburbs and they just travel in a camper so this guy is basically um, asking to be their manager if you didn't pick that up Oh shit. That's the dream, man. Here's your guarantee. If I don't get this record going, then I need serious radio airplay inside of a week, ten days at the most. We'll tear this up. I'm no longer your manager. Jimmy. There's always that one artist that's like, I don't know. These are my songs. You know, to be fair, there's like, 
when you when you write a song and you have you have compilations of music like that's basically your life's work and so I, I understand his hesitance but at the same time if you have like the opportunity to get your name out there and if the, the terms seem reasonable then totally go for it All right, here goes Guy's girlfriend. Oh my gosh. If only dentists were the streamy. <laughs> okay, so we see the bass player hanging in there. Actually, one of the greatest like mysteries of this movie is that he doesn't actually have a name. He's just credited as TB player, which stands for the bass player. And I always thought that was funny. Oh, well, that was me with the Whataburger I had today. This is one of the best scenes in the whole movie. <laughs> so it looks like the bass player enrolled in the army. <laughs> I imagine this will be me when my first song hits the radio one day. Like turn up, turn the radio on, turn the radio on. Just turn all the radios on for that matter. Oh my gosh, Steve Zahn's Lenny, and then Jimmy. Here we go. This movie is just so pure. Oh shit. Jimmy and Faye. And the mom is all for it. <laughs> what a pure moment. I love it.
Ooh, she is not being supportive. Oh, this weekend. You will not believe what I have to do. I'm getting a crown replaced on my number 15 mower. It's, it's going to take like all day tomorrow to get that done. Oh, shit. She's quote unquote getting a crown. Like a prerequisite for me, fellas, in terms of dating, is because I take you know my musical passion so seriously. Is that you would have to be down in terms of supporting me on my shows. Like I understand if you can't make every show, but if you're gonna be at my shows, you're gonna be like with my dad doing like photo or video or just being supportive in any way possible while I totally just take the house down. That's a requirement for me. Y'all think I'm joking, but I'm not. <laughs> So another fact on IMDb is that um, the instruments that the Wonders they, that they play before they become successful, they're all pretty common budget instruments in 1964. So Lenny, uh, Steve Zahn's character, plays a silver tone guitar, and the bass player plays a Dan Electro bass. Fun fact. Oh shit. Sound is everything, like for a musician. Like if a venue doesn't have good sound or good acoustics, it ruins the whole performance. Yeah, I've definitely been on stage with bad feedback too. Oh, this scene, I, get, I, I cringe every time I watch this scene, especially now that I've started performing. Oh my god! This is literally my worst nightmare, and obviously, like, 
musicians don't want to be at that point. But everybody has like an okay showcase or an average or a bad performance every now and then. Ooh, that's rough, man. So rough. Here we go, Tom Hanks. So Tom Hanks, he named his production company Playtone after the fictional record label that's in this movie. So he does have a Playtone production company because of this movie, or named after this movie. Also, Tom Hanks, he claims to have written the script for this while he was out promoting Forrest Gump because he was bored doing a lot of press junkets. Y'all, if you're just starting out in music, find yourself a fill. Find somebody who's going to help you take you to the next level. Every good artist needs somebody like that. Shoot, I don't want to go on tour. Perfection. Steve's on. Jimmy. To be fair, I've definitely been in Jimmy at some point where I'm like, can we re-record that? I don't think that was good enough. Oh. 
Defense reports South Carolina to be a virus, which means it has a big benefit. Damn. But you will stay with the band until the end of August. Yes, sir. Okay. Next up. Who is Faye? Sort of like, oh my god, this guy. I cannot. She's either your girlfriend or she isn't. <laughs> We've all dated a Jimmy. All right. Guy takes on the shades persona. That's Guy's sister, by the way, if you didn't know that. Oh, looks so official. That's Robert Torty, and he. When I when I saw this movie again, I was like, Oh my gosh, that's Zach and Cody's dad from The Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. <laughs> that just goes to show like <laughs> how millennial I am. He's kind of supposed to be like the Barry Manilow-esque artist, crooner vibes. I love how they're all matching. Where Faye is now put in charge of costumes. Damn, so the stakes are high, guys.
Jimmy. He looks awesome. <laughs> Have I told you that? I think that's a gif, that moment he just said with the sunglasses. Also, if you watch this movie and you get sick of this song, I don't have much to tell you because this is the song that carries the movie. But I can tell you that this song is only played from beginning to end twice in this movie. And you already heard it the first time at the showcase, that contest. You'll hear it again, the full version, later on in the movie. I don't want to spoil it for you guys if you haven't seen it yet. Charted the single charted. So, according to IMDb, once uh, that thing you do charts, the boys are shown playing new instruments that are historically accurate for the time. So the bass player is playing a Fender Jazz bass, Lenny is playing a Fender Jaguar, and Jimmy plays the Rickenbacker 360, uh, Model 360 12 string. And that particular axe was introduced in 1964, and it was one of the first instruments presented to and played by George Harrison. Y'all, big deal. Going on tour seems like so much fun. I miss concerts, guys. Like, y'all don't even know. I mean, y'all know. Y'all know. I shouldn't say that. But I miss concerts in the sense of not only going to them, but performing. And I hope I get to tour in the next, like, two years or so. Once this vaccine is out. Hell yeah. It's climbing the charts, man. I love that shot, by the way, on the track, on the racetrack. So the State Fair Entertainment Circuit um, of the, the mid-1960s, which is where, what Tom Hanks based the movie on, it actually was a thing and it lasted until the mid 80s and so 
like Midwestern fair managers, um, and obviously those from other areas across the country, they would actually collaborate and work on negotiating like lower performers' fees. It's like a real thing, guys. It was a real thing. This song is called Dance With Me Tonight. Hell yeah, love that lead. Lenny's getting some love. Yeah, it seems to me like Lenny is the lead guitar in the band. Lead guitarist. Party till I messed up there. <laughs> Those girls in the front who are like fangirling, that's essentially me every time I go to a John Mayer concert. <laughs> and that was also me at Jesse McCartney like last year, especially when he sang Beautiful Soul. <laughs> oh my gosh, guys. What a trip that was. Ooh, they're picking up some steam. This song is called um, Hold My Hand, Hold My Heart. And it's by the fictional band, The Chantrelines, who's, they're kind of supposed to be like a version of The Supremes. And I wish this movie had more people of color, um, BIPOC representation, but this is a as much as you're going to get in this film. Also because it's depicted in the 60s. But we're getting there, you know, in, in TV and cinema. <laughs> Loki, Go Fish is like one of the only games I know how to play. Like card games I know how to play. It's kind of embarrassing. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Guy is like fanboying. Mm, Remember, Diane Dane is one of those other singers that helps on the tour with them. And of course, some more wine. It seems appropriate. Wish I had some popcorn right now. 
Loki. Mm. Oh, that's cute. Oh, girl. Oh shit, so we know what happened with Tina. Mr. White instigating, trying to get the tea. Ladies, find yourself a guy, Patterson. Dang, what's Jenny doing right there? Ooh, um, okay. Shaking my damn head right now. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> y'all look great in gold. Have I told y'all that? She's like, thank you, I know I did amazing. Doing that thing you do. Oh look, now they have dancers. A mood. What a vibe. It's just so catchy. Dude, Ugh. rip Adam Schlesinger. Schlesinger. Sorry, Adam, I don't mean to keep watching your name. You deserve way better than that. But he essentially created one of the best songs in modern day cinema. Y'all think I'm kidding, but I'm not.
Oh, LOL, the Shades poster. Do you see that? Amazing. <laughs> Jimmy is the king. Okay, so this moment um, where Faye is mistaken as a fan... Uh, so a similar incident actually happened to Cynthia Lennon, John Lennon's first wife. And that is according to everybody's favorite online encyclopedia, wikipedia.com. Oh, guys, there to save the day. Oh my gosh, that girl on top of the car. I mean, I would low-key do that for John Mayer. You heard it here first, folks. Oh no. It's not the Rona though. What an attentive guy. And he's not even her boyfriend. Meanwhile, where is where is her piece of shit boyfriend? Oh, ladies, find yourself a guy Patterson. Liv Tyler is just stunning. This guy, he doesn't even ask about how she's doing. He's just like going straight to business. Oh, It's your birthday. Go get a pair of wings. By the way, according to IMDb, in real life, no film producer would ever allow a group like The Wonders with a hot hit record to appear in a teen-oriented movie under a fake name. You're going to see very quickly what their name is. Um, it's super funny. 
but it was it wasn't uncommon because little Stevie Wonder, the Supremes, the Righteous Brothers, the Animals, Sonny and Cher, and many more appeared in period beach party movies, um, which obviously, of course, like made the marquee value of those films like just shoot up so high. So yeah, you're going to find out what their name is pretty quick. <laughs> it's really funny. There's this movie on Disney Channel. It's like, it's a Teen Beach movie. I haven't seen it, but it's supposed to be kind of like a la High School Musical. Hey, they be looking really cute with those sailor uniforms. So that, like, I can tell you that that's how they actually shoot scenes as an extra. I've been an extra for several uh, films and TV shows that were shot in the San Marcos area, and it was like an eight-hour ordeal. I mean, just be a background character, but you would essentially make the noise, and then you would have to pantomime uh, for another shot, so that way you could hear the actors and their dialogue. But it was so fun. It was it was so tiring each one of those times I did it, but but amazing. I wouldn't change anything. What a party pooper. So their band name, I don't know if they said it, but they're Captain Geach and the Shrimp Shack Shooters, because it said Shrimp Shack in that last scene. <laughs> Can you guess who they were alluding to there? What he was alluding to? If you said the Beatles, then you're correct. Because there was a, there's a lot of Beatles references in this movie. If you couldn't already tell, by the way. <laughs> that's that's the name of the band they were in the movie. <laughs> in the movie they were shooting. So I don't know if the DJ was asking like which artist like popped your cherry, and I don't know if he just means like which artist you're super fanatic about, or you know which artists 
you were listening to when your cherry was popped. So, interesting question. Now, if you want to know the answer, my answer to that question, just subscribe to the hypothetical $25 tier on Patreon, where I talk about what I've learned in therapy. <laughs> Oh my gosh, look at his pink suit. What an absolute flex. So that guy is, his name is Alex Bracco, and people know him as Mo Green from The Godfather. Fun fact. Oh God. Phase, face. Just, I've definitely been there. When you sit next to your man and you're like, kind of just disappointed in like what he says. Like oh deuces. God. Listen, have you kids that deserve try a piece of car? Best in the South Lane. You gotta understand something about Jimmy. <laughs> his, his standards are way up there because oh my god. He's so smart. He, he tested in high school his genius level. So that's uh. 
girl. Why are you defending him? He's trash. Oh. Gotta go to Grauman's Chinese Theater at least once if you're in LA. Oh my god. Just like, just right there, right off the bat. Damn, respect. He wants good jazz. Who played cornet with Jacques Saint Clair on Vital Stacks? Scotty McDonald. Get in the cab. Get in the cab. <laughs> Take this young man to the blue spot. All right, the blue spot. Sorry, that was my chair, guys. Dude, I love the vibe. It reminds me of that scene in La La Land where Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone are at the jazz club and Ryan Gosling's character is trying to explain to Emma Stone's character how jazz works. It's like, oh, well, this white guy trying to save jazz. <laughs> So that is Rita Wilson, Tom Hanks' wife. Del Paxton. Oh my gosh. Who is played by iconic actor Bill Cobbs. Sitting over there. Oh, I just lost a 
He's like, yeah, sorry. Oh my gosh, if John Mayer asked me to sit down and buy him a drink, I absolutely would do that. And I would say, I'm thinking something like Olivia is what you've already found, or what you've now found. Oh, that's a deep cut. <laughs> You are my biggest fan. I'll have another Hennessy. Uh, Hennessy for Del Paxton. Ain't no way to keep a band together. Bands come and go. You gonna keep on playing? No matter with who. You guys any good? Yeah. Yeah, man, we got Jim Lenny. The cautionary tale of a band that rises to fame so quickly. thing ever is like oversleeping there's that like sense of panic like oh shit i slipped in oh my gosh i'm gonna i'm gonna be in trouble oh my god oh my god oh my god the wonders now spelled with a w <laughs> No, he's hungover. That's what it is. Don't lie, Jimmy. I know. We've all been there. Oh, 
Oh my gosh, Vegas! Stitches right now. Oh my god. The techniques. Uh, Roy Maxwell and the Corsairs. Good. He's your bass player. Mr. White, no offense. I, we've been together for a while. There aren't a lot of options here, guys. Just take him. You gotta, you gotta have a good bass player. Hell yeah. Be like you convinced me. I would like to learn how to play bass at some point. It's definitely fewer strings that I'd have to manage. Oh my gosh, being treated for like just a, a day to pamper—that's that's the dream. Yes, girl. So this upcoming scene um, where the Wonders are going to perform at the Hollywood Television Showcase, it was filmed at the Bob Barker Studio at CBS Television City in Hollywood, uh, where basically the long-running game show, The Price is Right, is taped. Fun fact. Oh my gosh, you see the original drummer in this scene with his cast. Oh, still vomiting.
sensations and wonders to the stage, please. Boy, we go. Sensations and wonders to the stage. Fabulous in the black suit. Did I call you that? <laughs> Third time he's he's complimented them based off of the color of their suits. Hell yeah. <laughs> Look at how fancy their backdrop is. The way Jenny is playing his guitar is still bothering me. He's getting a little bit better with the wrist, but it just, ugh. Careful girls, he's engaged. Oh, fuck. Oh, he's oh, the way he's moving his hand. Jimmy, stop moving your hand up and down like that. <laughs>
Oh my gosh, the dad. <laughs> he's now he's now playing guy. Oh god. Oh god. Oh god. Oh god. <laughs> He's trash. Trash. I would have just swooned right there, like, okay, guy, I'm with you now. Oh, shit. Oh, this is awk. I felt that. Because Guy totally has a thing for Faye. Thank you. 
one crack per side of me, all people. I don't want any of this lover's lament crap. I want some new crappy, something happy, something up tempo. I want something snappy. Oh my god. So, according to IMDb, on May 12th, 2015, when they broadcast um, Hallmark Channel's Home and Family, Jonathan Skage, which is who's the actor who plays Jimmy, he basically recounted a story that described how he made up the I Quit song on the spot during his audition, and that's what got him the job. Oh my god. When he got married in Vegas. <laughs> oh my god. Y'all, we all know at least one person who would probably do this in real life. Oh, that's awkward. The sub, the substitute bass player. Man, they got all that studio time, and it costs money to record in a studio. Like, a lot. I'm really sorry, Mr. White. Oh, they're violating their contract. You know, Brian, going to prison someday. It's a very common tale. Well, I for you when I was in a band, and we still have a good record. Yeah, you do. Why do you get one Oh, shit. You don't want to be a one-hit wonder. Mr. White trying to end with the cheese man. Okay, if that picture doesn't say enough, like, Jimmy could not care less in that photo. Yes, girl, you cut him out of your life, girl. You do that. You cut those toxic men out of your life. Because most men are trash. Listen to our Heart Like a Wheel episode for more context, but I feel like if you've been listening to the pod for a while... You don't need a lot of context to know about that. <laughs> uh, I would just savor every moment in that real recording studio. 
I hope I hope to do a recording in the studio soon. Man, you have to have such great stamina to be a great drummer. I, again, give mad props to the people who drum. It's a special skill. He should have just said yes. Oh shit. His idol. Hey, Jeff. What's your name again? Guy. Uh, Guy Patterson. Guy, yeah, that's right. Hey, you're good. Oh, you heard that? That's like that's like if John Mayer and I were in the same studio and I found out the rest of his trio was also recording, I'd be like, Can I record with Steve Jordan and Pino Palladino as well? <laughs> Cut the tension with a knife. 
the sexual tension. Asking mysterious questions. Is she a good kisser? Oh shit! Oh, I love that response. Great answer. I don't need to know how many women you've kissed or how many people you've slept with. You don't need to elaborate. Unless I specifically ask, you don't need to elaborate. At least that's that's for me. I don't know about everybody else. I mean, transparency is always great. Just you don't need to elaborate unless I specifically ask. So I, I love I love when he says that. Oh, it's true though. If Guy hadn't joined the band, they wouldn't have gone on that adventure. Don't leave, Faye. Don't leave. Oh my god. peaked on the volume there but I oh my god <laughs> the lioness is is all for this oh their chemistry is so good oh my god He's like, ooh, okay. Hell yeah.
my gosh. If anything, this scene has only <laughs> reminded me of how single I am. But you know what? That's okay. <laughs> That's okay, because I am not lowering my standards. The lioness may be on the prowl, but she's got high standards. She will not settle. Okay, so this is Guy and Faye Patterson were married April 30th, 1965. They raised four children in Venice, California, before moving to Bainbridge Island, Washington, and they found the Puget Sound Conservatory of Music. So Jimmy and his new band, The Herdsmen, that was the name suggestion he mentioned at the beginning of the movie, they made three gold albums for the Playtime label, and now he's a record producer. Oh, well, they call him TV player, bass player. He served two tours of duty in Vietnam and received the Purple Heart. And he's now a building contractor. And Lenny is the manager of the Golden Eagle Hotel and Casino in Rockland, Nevada. And he is currently single. So that shotgun wedding in Vegas did not work out, obviously. Also, this song besides the titular song, That Thing You Do. So this song is called I Need You, parentheses, That Thing You Do. I'm gonna let you listen for a sec. So this song is also probably my favorite in the whole movie. And um, I'm gonna like lower the volume. Uh, that story I brought up at the beginning of the episode um, where I watched this on a date, this was the song that I ended up serenading uh, the guy I was dating, so thought it was appropriate at the time. And, uh, yeah. So anyway, this movie is just, I hope you enjoyed watching this. It was just an absolute treasure. This is the kind of movie where after you've watched something so serious, you need something to kind of cleanse your palate, uh, or you're just like in a bad mood. Like this movie always makes me smile. So I know that this is something that you can definitely turn to if you're looking for just you know, just something happy. I mean, obviously, like, it doesn't work out for the band, but it's just such a pure film. So, yeah. Well, anyway, I'm going to go ahead and talk about the Rotten Tomatoes score, since we normally talk about the Rotten Tomatoes score um, with the game that we have every episode. So, critics loved this movie, and it currently holds a 93% fresh rating, based off of 57 reviews and an average rating of 7.17 out of 10. And basically the site's consensus reads, a light, sweet, and thoroughly entertaining debut for director Tom Hanks, that thing you do makes up in charm what lacks in complexity. And on Metacritic, it scored 71, and that means generally favorable reviews. It grossed about $26 million domestically and about more than eight and a half million abroad. So total gross was about thirty-four and a half million dollars. And um, the film itself is actually recognized by the American Film Institute as uh, oh, in two thousand four, it was nominated um, by the AFI. So yeah, so the the version we saw was the theatrical cut. You can always check out the extended edition on the DVD. I have the extended edition on the DVD that I have, but um, I know I think it's at least maybe 30 or something more minutes. Uh, so if you want, if, if I decide to do this movie again, we can go over the extended version. 
And yeah, this movie is just so, so special to me. And I hope you guys really enjoyed it. I know that I did. And yeah, like I said, you can access these episodes anytime on patreon.com slash shamewatch. All you have to do, guys, is sign up for at least the $2 a month tier and you'll get access to all of these commentaries. But this week I really wanted to provide uh, something special for you guys and I wanted I wanted to put it on the free feed. So if you like what you heard this week, check out our Patreon. And uh, we have a lot more bonus content that you can have access to just on the various tiers. And feel free to support us on all social media. Actually, you should. Uh, we would appreciate that so much. We couldn't do this show without you guys. We are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at ShameWatchPod. And me personally, if you liked watching this movie with me, um, my Instagram handle is at Olivia M. Suarez, S-U-A-R-E-Z. I am the social media manager and the co-host for ShameWatchPod. So until next time, guys, uh, I hope that you keep doing that thing you do and just live life and doing that safely. So... Thanks, guys.